everybody. Welcome to this episode of Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am one of your co-hosts, Ryan Doze. My other co-host, Will Rose, is here on the other side of this chat. Will, how are you doing uh, on this wintry holiday week? I'm feeling special. Oh, you're feeling special? What What kind of special are you feeling? Maybe maybe a holiday special. Are you feeling like Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special special? Absolutely. I don't know what Christmas is, but I will we'll figure it out. Tomorrow. I know Christmas time is here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could play play that song from the special over. It's so fun. so freaking good. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody, we're here to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special today. We're doing one of our MCU reviews. So I'm really excited to talk about this. It is the holiday season and we've been really, really blessed. I think with this special, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. of course, you know how we do our MCU reviews. We try to correlate it as best as we can to a Thor world, the the world of Thor through a comic. So we are going to also review a limited series done quite a few years back, written by Colin Bunn uh, called the Asgardians of the Galaxy. We will explain all of the like differences, similarities, all of that. We'll explain that in a little, in a little bit. But uh, yeah, Will, so excited to be in this holiday season. Mm. So excited to be talking. I love. So I don't know about you, Will. I really enjoy like Christmas themed comics. I really enjoy them, mm-hmm. uh, like Halloween themed comics, Thanksgiving themed comics. I love themed comics. I don't know about you. Do you do you like those kind of comics, or are you like let's get to the hard, you know, storylines? And you know, where where do you land on holiday themed issues? Yeah, I I agree. Like I like the continuity, the ongoing story, and I do see like it as kind of like a you know getting in the way of what the storyline is really going after so like you have like an annual or a one shot or a holiday special i'm like okay all right i see you're trying to grab my money you're trying to grab it and i want to get oh you oh you but but i do have fondness like i remember as a kid like cbs having like the the holiday specials or the special with the circling rainbow thing and like showing up and so whether it was like uh, Lord of the Rings or Narnia or the hey I'm old enough to remember as a little tiny tiny little tot the the Star Wars holiday special oh and, my and and watching that on TV I don't remember much watching it as a kid I was maybe you know five at the time but my my pa- I can't imagine my parents watching that with me going what the hell is this on what TV? is this <laughs> because I can watch this you have like Wookie talk going on for like ten minutes with no subtitles I'm like what in the world i can't imagine what my dad was thinking when he was looking over my shoulder going what is this kid watching what are we what are we doing here but i love it that marvel disney plus the mcu have figured out like this nostalgia but also like in the comic books you have the story arc you have big crossover events but you also have these one shots that are just standalone issues standalone holiday specials and or or seasonal specials and then um you know they're even doing it on disney plus just a one shot which is going to be it's going to build upon it. We're going to have fun. We'll, we'll expand the universe slightly or a little bit or introduce a character that's deep cut. Um, so, so yeah, I, 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 I'm there for it. You know, whatever way to, to kind of get you in there and, and have fun and entertainment, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all aboard. I am 
also a fan of holiday themed specials as I, as I've just pontificated about, um, but like when sitcoms do their Christmas episode or when they do their Halloween episode, like I love when shows do that. I do love them in comics as one shots where they can kind of exist in their own thing. And I love what uh, James Gunn and company did with this mm-hmm. holiday special for guardians. I thought they were the perfect cast to do something this zany and weird. Uh, but speaking of zany and weird casts, we are going to talk about our comic book connection. First off here, uh, we're going to talk about the as guardians of the galaxy, which mm-hmm. are, were a team that were put together uh, to really coincide with, a crossover event called Infinity Wars, which had a very, uh, very big uh, impact on the Marvel Universe as uh, Gamora, one of the traditional guardians of the galaxy in this modern iteration. She becomes this power hungry uh, uh, persona called Requiem, and she starts gathering all the Infinity Stones and she wreaks havoc over the entire universe. Well, the story we're going to talk about today is really in in like kind of like in parallel with what's happening in this larger infinity wars story and this comic also serves as a lead up to one of the uh one of the crossovers we just talked about on the show war of the realms so there's a lot of things interconnected here i would advise you to go check out the crossovers for themselves uh hopefully you've checked out war of the realms by now if you haven't shame shame on you um and if you haven't listened to our episode with ryan panagos also shame shame on you you should go uh, you should go do those right now that's they're really fun episodes really fun comics but today we're talking about as guardians of the galaxy issues one through five by cullen bunn mateo lolly uh federico blee edited by uh thor stalwart Thor ongoing series stalwart Sarah Sarah Brunstead is the mm-hmm. editor on this. So really great creative team. And uh, we're, we're going to jump into kind of like just the theme of it. We're going to talk about our thoughts from it. Will and I both read this for the episode today. Uh, this storyline that we're going to talk about is called the infinity armada. So will, what were your thoughts of uh, the, well, maybe we should run down the team first. Maybe we should run down the who 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 are the Asgardians of the galaxy first. Right, right. And I'll just kind of say up front that like I grew up on team books, grew up on Uncanny X-Men. I love the team books. I love the Justice League. I love the Avengers. I love the X-Men. I love this aspect that you have a team together with different gifts that have to come together to fight the villain or the nemesis or the problem that's larger than the individual person that's this faced with it. So they have to come together as a team and learn how to be a, a team so so bringing this team together they just jump right out to the gate introducing this team and how they pull together um and you have the you have the leader and then you have the weapons person and you have the muscle and right. then you have the weird cringy dude and then you have the cute animal like like they that, like that kind of team that you have with um like the guardians of the galaxy you have it with as guardians of the galaxy and this is closely tied with kind of the the MCU and the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and then Thor being brought in. I even think at one point Thor says, oh, we're the Asgardians of the Galaxy. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? So <laughs> I don't know what came first, this book or the other, but Marvel does a good job with this kind of like synergy of bringing all right. these together. So they're like, oh, you like the movie? Um, here's a comic that you can buy. Yeah, oh, you yeah. like the comic? Here's the movie that you can watch. And so I, I love it that they pull these things together. And 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 some folks that you wouldn't normally think of as a team are, are here together. So so yeah, like the leader of the team is is Angela. Yes. Right? Um, who is 
you know, I don't know the whole, there's a little bit of history there with like, oh my. And Boy, Marvel acquire rights and like end up becoming Thor's sister. Um, it, it is it is as convoluted uh, as it sounds, but but she's the leader of this team. And and if you want to know more about Angela from our show, I'm sure there's other resources out there that can explain the Todd McFarlane, Neil Gaiman kind of discrepancy mm-hmm. with Angela and then her coming into Marvel. But we did do a episode with friend of the show, Stephen Backhouse, about Angela all the way back when we did our original Sin tie-in. We did an original Sin uh, tie-in uh, about the 10th realm. So if you want to know more about that from us, want to know more about Angela, and uh, you can go back and listen to Stephen and I talk about that. Uh, that was uh, earlier this summer that we did mm-hmm. that. Um, so the rest of the team, Will has mentioned Angela is the leader. Also Valkyrie is on this team the brunhild version of valkyrie she's on this what jane foster valkyrie no not jane not jane foster will this (laughs) is this is annabelle riggs or uh brunhild uh the original the original valkyrie is in this she has uh, a lot of the similar powers that people that have read her in comics uh, are, are used to annabelle riggs is kind of a, another persona that embodies the same physical form and annabelle does some cool stuff with like a nova core helmet later on in the issues mm-hmm. um but then uh, another character that is in this uh, in this team is the destroyer armor and at first you th- you don't really know who is embodying the destroyer armor but then you find out that kid loki is the one that is inside the destroyer armor so the destroyer kid loki valkyrie Angela. So far, this team has got a lot of he- big names, a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to put together a team, you got to have like an Iron Man suit, right? So, right. and wait, is it Loki? No, it's it's Kid Loki that they made Loki into a kid. Um, and so you're like, do I like him? Do I hate him? Do I, I don't know. Then those are all good questions with Kid Loki. Um, but he's using this destroyer armor, almost like an Iron Man armor. So like any Avengers team needs like some armored up person yeah loki kid loki is using the destroyer as an iron man armor gundam kind of thing and you're like oh i'm so glad you said gundam it's so it's so rad (laughs) um you're like i can't believe they did this but yeah fun fun stuff that's why i love comics the uh you were talking about the 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 roles of people on the team next is our muscle scourge the executioner is next Mm -hmm. he is one of asgard's greatest warriors and he has just recently returned from hell so he's back and he's (laughs) part of angela's team uh Mm -hmm. scourge is a a great character who like has gone from being just kind of a one-note villain to being a really like a really interesting complex uh sometimes villain but also this anti-hero part of this you know this as guardians of the galaxy team uh scourge is an awesome addition to it uh we recently in our rank every thor villain from the mcu episode he was dead last (laughs) so he's uh he's definitely a character that people either have uh no opinion on or a strong opinion on so uh scourge shows up in the as guardians of the galaxy Yep. The, uh, there's two more members to the team and they're kind of like the rocket and Groot of this yep. team. Yeah. Great. There is Kevin Masterson, the son of the original Thunderstrike, Eric Masterson. He is the current Thunderstrike in this version of, uh, of Thor comics. So if you don't know who Thunderstrike is, 
I'm 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 not surprised because Thunderstrike is a little bit of an obscure character if you didn't grow up reading 90s Thor comics. So Thunderstrike uh, was a version of, of, of Thor. It goes on to become his own hero. His son, Kevin, takes up the mantle of, of the, the hero Thunderstrike. And in this comic, we get a little bit of a... Kevin didn't think he was good enough to be a hero. And then, you know, Angela and the Destroyer show up and like, hey, we need you to join our team. So he's... He, hammer. We need a hammer on this team. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're recruiting you and you kind of don't have a choice. So Kevin joins the team and he's kind of like the, the Johnny Storm rocket kind of whippersnapper jokester on the team uh so kevin great character uh to, to add into this team but the last one the greatest of the asgardians of the galaxy is throg the frog yeah. of thunder yeah. uh yep. he, he is he is simon walterson simon walterson um which uh if you know thor comics that is the inverse of walt simonson um the but the frog is named simon walterson and he is uh imbued with the power of thor from a shard uh of uru um and he's uh yeah he's he he I'm really he's he's a frog with the power of thor that's what he is uh not really much else to say there he's been a pet avenger he's been part of thor comics for a long time and if you're interested in our uh walt simonson saga that we're going to be doing in 2023 the frog is going to show up and he's going to show up in a different version uh, but we're going to see the frog of thunder again um but that's that's our asgardians of the galaxy will did you have a favorite asgardian of the galaxy uh man just the banter among the team i i will say like i don't know much about um thunderstrike so like him being the cringy dude on on there is kind of fun to see like what what's going on but but yeah even like um valkyrie uh not what's her name her first name like runehild runehild like she rigs like her being brought on as kind of being like the human from our point of view to be there to watch what's going on around her, to be kind of like our eyes set um, to experience through her is, is pretty fun. So, so yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, the human who turns into the hero, you know, the Shazane, the, the Donald Blake, you know, that, right. They, they, the the Donald Blake. Right. Yeah. That's a good Donald one. Blake. And so, um, so watching through her eyes uh, through it was, was pretty good. So yeah. Fun, fun stuff. Good choice. I, I think I would go, it's really hard for me not to go with Throg. Um, but I really enjoyed Angela in this one because she's taking on that role of a leader. She can't just, you know, she's leading this team that right. she and Kid Loki kind of put together to go fight the, the villain that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but she really kind of sets herself up as this leader. And up until now in the Thor comics, she's been related to, she's kind of a loner. She's trying to figure things out, but now she's this leader of her own team. And I really liked how Cullen uh, tried to make her more, uh, more of a a team player in these. And she's trying to bring people along because I think of the members of this, she's the most experienced in battle. She's been fighting for, you know, thousands and thousands of years she's related to thor she's a daughter of odin like she's very powerful 
And she's an awesome character. So I really liked Angela in this one. But there's let's a get the urgency, right? Like there's a yeah. sense of every leader has this sense of urgency where they're trying to get people on board to do what they're supposed to be doing and stop, you know, with the small stuff or the banter, or like goofing off. And, you know, as a leader myself, like, yeah, I'm like, I, I try to sense a sense of urgency. Come on, y'all pull together. We got stuff to do. Come on. What are we doing? Um, so you identify with that kind of leader position of of urgency and like the fate of the galaxies at stake. So, so get out of your, your head out of your ass and let's, let's, let's pull together as a team, you know? <laughs> no, Angela is definitely no nonsense. Um, yeah. She is uh, unlike the leader of the guardians of the galaxy, Peter Quill, mm-hmm. uh, who is all and everything uh, nonsense. Um, Angela is no nonsense. So when it comes to the conflict that they get into, uh, she really has little time for jokes. She's she's put this team together to get a job done. And that job is this. Nebula, the sister mm-hmm. of Gamora, mm-hmm. has gotten her hands on a powerful Asgardian artifact. Uh, it's a horn that will summon an undead army. Don't worry, we'll explain. Undead army. And it's it's called the Nagelfar. The Nagelfar is something from Norse mythology where it's a ship that contains the undead and i don't mean to gross you out listener the ship is made of fingernails awesome yuck of course, of course super gross um she she summons this undead army these pantheons of creatures and beings that have been destroyed in ragnarok's past it's the soulless bodies that have been left behind after Ragnarok's. So even after like Thor and Odin and Sif and Balder, they've been reincarnated, their old corpses stick around and Mm. Nebula is able to summon the powers of the Nagelfar and wreak havoc on all these different worlds with these undead armies. She goes to a kind of a smaller planet to, to try and, you know, prove herself because she's going out. You got to test it out. You got to see, this really works or not she tests it out and then uh because all of this is leading up to she's going to challenge gamora she's going to challenge gamora who is taking over kind of the infinity war side of this of this uh big crossover that this tie-in is a part of and the asgardians are trying to stop her before she can unleash the nagelfar on all of these planets one of the planets that they go to is the the throne planet of the Shi'ar Empire. Now, mm-hmm. Will, you are an X-Men comics guy, you yeah. know, uh, from, from childhood. So mm-hmm. the Shi'ar show up and Gladiator's there, who is, you know, the leader of the Imperial Guard. And they, they get mopped by this army of undead Asgardian gods. So zombie Thor shows up in this and uh, Gladiator and the Shi'ar fight him before the Asgardians get there. And then the Nova Corps show up and all this craziness happens. But when, when we, when we got to say the halfway point, what were your thoughts about this infinity armada story? Uh, when we get to like the, the zombie Thor, that was like one of my favorite parts of, of oh, this. Oh, yeah. And that cover is unbelievable. Uh, art, amazing. You know, I'll, I'll say the art. Like the writing is great. The pacing is good. The art is in, incredible. I wasn't that familiar with the with the artist. But like, yeah, X-Men fan, first fandom, what I grew up on, cut my teeth on in, in terms of the geek, geek first. Like I, I remember reading as a kid a reprint of the Dark Phoenix saga and like the X-Men bumping up against the Shi'ar and the Imperial Guard and and the Imperial Guard just kind of defeating the X-Men. It's like, oh, here we go. Like, 
I didn't quite know what was going to happen in that story arc as, as a kid. And as I was reading this reprint uh, graphic novel of it, like the Imperial Guard beating the X-Men and right. the Guardian who like one of my favorite X-Men characters, Colossus, who I thought was like the strongest, you know, this, this he- heavy metal dude who like <laughs> you can't beat him. I like, you know, and then the Guardian just like wiping him out. So since then I've kind of had like a love hate relationship with the Guardian. Like when he shows up, like he's kind of like, he's kind of like a Superman figure who can't be beat and he has a cape and he's super strong and shoots lasers out of his eyes. I'm like, okay. Um, but, but man, he shows up and then, all right, if you're really going to test your strength, Nebula is like, all right, we're going to put zombie Thor against the guardian and others. Like that's a good battle. Good splash pages, great action, really dynamic, um, uh, page popping art, uh, uh, as you're reading and, and exploring this comic. Just know when you're facing off against the Shi'ar, you're probably going to get gladiators mohawk showing up at some yeah. point mm-hmm. and when gladiators mohawk shows up you know shit's about to go down yeah and so they 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 fight they fight the nagelfar and the asgardians of the galaxy show up and then once the battle is done nebula kind of like she's proved herself she kind of knows what her army can do she pieces out for a little bit and she's got her eyes set on midgard well, as the battle on the Shi'ar throne world stops, the Nova Corps show up right. and they are going to arrest all the Asgardians of the galaxy for really no reason other than like they were like, hey, unless the Shi'ar want to deal with you and Gladiator's like, no, we want nothing to do with these these, you know, jabronis. So then in, uh, in issue four, the Asgardians of the galaxy, they they escape the Nova Corps and they head off to earth because they know Nebula is headed to Midgard to unleash the Nagofar on the, you know, the people that the, the people that Thor loves, the people that the Asgardians love their little pet world. And um, thankfully they get there. Thor is in this trance that Nebula has put him in. So they, they take the biggest chess piece off the table in a sense, the Asgardians free Thor. And then together with Thor, they all fight against the undead army and Nebula um, Nebula is defeated basically by kid Loki tricking her into thinking that Gamora is actually there and Gamora is going to fight her. And uh, that's how Nebula is defeated. Kid Loki plays a trick on her and then they beat all the zombies and the infinity armada is defeated. The Nagofar finger, fingernail army is pushed back and the Asgardians uh, of the Galaxy, they, they take control of the horn that summons the undead and they are headed off to go find a place where this item cannot harm anybody ever again. That's where we're left off with in issue five and that's where we ended our reading for the time. Maybe we'll come back to the Asgardians of the Galaxy at some point, right. but that is the end of the Infinity Armada story, our connection to the guardians uh i i did like that we chose a comic that was thor adjacent but we got mm-hmm. to talk about some different characters um a lot of side characters that really don't ever get spotlighted uh that much in their own you know stuff so it was kind of fun to, yeah. to read these characters in the story there's, there's asgardian connections with that right and and um yeah, I love when you pull a team together and like, what's I'd love to be like a fly on the wall and kind of the Marvel bullpen. I was like, all right, we're going to put this team together and it's going to sell some comics and it's going to go along with the movies and maybe people recognize it. But we're also going to throw some characters in that people are going to be like, oh, I'm not familiar with that. I'm, I'm learning more. And, and, and 
growing to love this particular character. And I don't know what these characters have done since then. Yeah. Uh, Angel's been around, but some of them are, you know, they've grown Kid Loki back up again. I don't know where Throg's been or Kevin Masterson, but it's been a while, but it was cool that they could bring this in this big crossover event when, when it comes to comics and yeah, fun, fun stuff. Good, good little story for us to just uh, kind of, kind of chew on it's fun little adventure nebula was great in this i i love i love nebula's i think nebula is very similar to loki in a way where thor and gamora their biggest fault was that they were the favorite of their father figure Mm-hmm. And Nebula and Loki's biggest gripe is that they weren't the favorite of their father figure. So yeah. the the sibling rivalry, the sibling hatred is kind of baked into those stories. So if you see Nebula and Gamora show up in a, um, you know, in a modern comic, because there's been some retconning with their relationship, you see them show right. up. It's like, oh, Nebula and Gamora, they're going to fight. Okay, they're going to fight. They might be they might team up for a little bit, but then they're going to end up fighting because Nebula will always hate Gamora. But right. it is kind of the same way with Thor and Loki. They might be on the same side for a little while, but at the end of the day, they're going to be pulled into conflict together because they've still got that like foundational um, misalignment in their relationship. But good five issues to read. I hope you enjoyed them, listeners. I hope you go check them out for yourself. On the other side of this very brief break, we're going to be talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special starring all your favorite Guardians, Directed again, thankfully, by James Gunn. And um, we're going to get into that after this uh, short break. Okay, everybody, we are back. We are talking about the recent Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+. Plus. The, uh, the latest in this special presentation uh, format that Disney has started. I have really enjoyed this format and yeah. uh, we are very excited to talk about this. Well, I think maybe the best part, uh, the best uh, way to lead into this is, uh, is twofold. We are going to spoil some stuff uh, fans. So if you have not watched the special, please go watch it and then finish the review that we're about to give you. But the other thing is, Will, what were just some of your favorite parts of the special? It's a pretty simple story. Um, but I feel like we just like, let's talk about our favorite parts of the special uh, so that people can uh, maybe uh, maybe resonate with us. Yeah. So there's like two like I like the fish out of water like trope like all right they're trying to figure out what's going on there. They don't they're 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 just in a different context different culture and trying to figure out what's happening. So you have like um, you know Star Lord who's amongst aliens and he's an Earthling and he's talking right. about these things and they have no idea what he's talking about. It sounds super weird. Um, yeah, Christmas is, is weird if you're from outside looking in. And then then you have like Mantis and and um, and Drax going to Earth and they're a fish out of water trying to figure out what's going on. And the whole sequence of them going through like Hollywood and people and characters dress up in cosplay and people that they're like really the ones that are dressed up in cosplay. Right. I love that, that whole sequence. And then Drax is like, hold on now. So you're telling me that go bots are now part of the MCU. That was so and funny. Like the, the, the transformers rip off go bots are in the MCU because it and they killed, they killed Drax's cousin. <laughs> I'm like, I love that pool. And then at one point, like, you, you know, it's like the, the, the generic holiday, 
Christmas special where they're like, it's love and it's about family. And you right. know, I'm not going to pull like a Charlie Brown and read from the gospel of Luke, like the actual <laughs> Christmas story. But like at one point, Drax is like stops at the, like this plastic illuminated like nativity scene. Oh my like, gosh. Head, like what's going on here? And they're like, okay, cool. There, there's the Christmas story. We're going to do that. All right, move on. We're going to go kidnap Kevin Bacon. Um, right. right. So, so that, that for me was, was really fun to watch. Really, really fun to watch. And I thought it was really well done. Like it wasn't super deep. That wasn't like unpacking like the next phase of the MCU. They're having fun with these characters. Yeah. Talking about Christmas, family, friends. Yeah. They, they, he got it. James Gunn is known for his like incredible soundtrack and music pulls, and he does it again. Who boy, yes, yep. he did. I, I so my two favorite things from this uh, from this awesome fun special was with this format, it just kind of allows you to focus on things that don't have to hold their own two hour movie. So I right. thought one of my favorite things was that. Uh, Palm Clementif as Mantis. This was kind of Mantis's movie. Yeah, right. If Mantis was going to get a movie, it would probably have felt a lot like this. She gets some action scenes. She gets a lot of them. I think she does the bulk of the dialogue, um, most of it with Drax, but also she gets a lot of moments with Star Lord. Um, but I thought Palm's performance in this movie was so fun and weird and. Her voices yeah. change so much. Uh, yeah. where she's like, she starts like yelling like this, but then she has like a really sweet voice at the end. Like it's, it, it was so fun to watch her play with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll confess it. Like for a little while there, it was a little annoying to me. Like her and Drax, Drax is like banter back and forth. And I'm all like, like, what is, what is going on here? Like, I don't know if I didn't about like, a quarter way into it, I didn't know if I liked it. I was like, "What are we doing?" It's a little, little grating on me. But then by the end, for her to give him the gift of right. like that, like blow up elf, I was like, "Okay, we're we're good. <laughs> this is it's good. I like what they're doing here. I like I, the development." When um, well, one of the scenes, you know, we we we've mentioned, you know, uh, uh, this is a story of them kidnapping Kevin Bacon to bring back to Peter as a Christmas gift. So they're well-intentioned, but you know, it's that fish out of water thing where like they're kidnapping people. And Star-Lord even says at the end, guys, that's human trafficking. And yeah, Drax is like, we, we know, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. they, 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 they want to give this perfect gift. And I, I do love that the scene where Mantis and Drax, they go into, they straight up break into Kevin Bacon's house. And the, it was kind of like, I kind of looked at it. It's like reverse home alone. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, where it's like if we were cheering for the burglars in Home Alone, and they're they're chasing after Kevin McAllister. I didn't know how to except, feel. I didn't know how to feel. I was like, this is wrong. What are we doing? This is stalking. Please give this right, man right. like you're separation. Like, you're like Kevin Bacon, get away! And then like Mantis and Drax take take out the cops, and you, that's where you actually get to see Mantis have a fight scene, which was crazy. Um, because in uh in Marvel Comics, like she's a martial artist and she has all these powers, but I feel mm -hmm. like we really haven't seen her kind of come out of like the side role. So that's why I say like, this felt like Mantis's movie. This felt like Mantis's like time to shine. And then she gets yep, the big emotional, good. she gets the big emotional moment at the end where she reveals to Peter that they are siblings They're They're actually like ego was her father and ego was his father. So they are their siblings, which is yep. really, it's kind of an awesome little heartfelt, simple moment. 
It wasn't this huge emotional like arc that we went on for 45 minutes, but it's like, hey, I've been meaning to tell you this, like we are siblings. And, you know, Star Lord has the great line where it's like, that's the best present I could ever ask for. Ah, Uh, it's simple it's simple Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing i really enjoyed about this uh special presentation was that opening song right oh like i just want to some of my my favorite lines santa is a furry freak with epic superpowers he flies (laughs) to every human home in under 14 hours he's a master burglar a pro at picking locks if you don't leave leave milk and cookies out he'll put dung in your socks to which star lord says i don't think that's part of the lore (laughs) if you act nicely through the night and don't jump on your bed santa comes with sugar plums and hurls them at your head but if you're on the naughty list he shoots missiles at your toes he might just roast your chestnuts with a with his powerful flame thrower (laughs) what yeah (laughs) what I I loved that opening song. It set like kind of that fun, whimsical, like just out there kind of thing that we expect from Guardians movies. Um, yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that opening song. So that those yeah, are my yeah. two and things James I really enjoyed. Is um, if you follow him on on social media, he he's actually friends with this band that dressed up as the aliens, the old 97s. They're a, a legit band that's been around a, a while. So he was like, oh, if you help me write this song then eventually he was like um i'd love for you to be on it let's let's have you play it let's have you do it and you can go and find that song and buy it on itunes right now pull up on spotify right oh, now. And, and i will be doing that and right add now. it to your christmas playlist um at this moment which uh it's it going to be a new addition to my christmas playlist as well but honestly this this film was just it was fun it was fun like i i yeah. love these 45 minute uh to an hour special presentations like werewolf by night was really great completely different vibe completely different vibe but then this guardian special was so much fun and um listeners i hope you enjoyed this holiday special i hope you enjoyed our episode will do you have any final thoughts about as guardians of the galaxy or the guardians of the galaxy holiday special christmas in general the holiday season in general like we're it's literally next week and it's going to be here we've been building up to to christmas all uh, all holiday season there's a tension out there because at one point I'm like, you know, this is the greatest time of year. Right. But I'm, I'm sure I have, I have a lot more to do on my, on my list. Uh, <laughs> uh, a little, a little, a little stressed out as I think about it, but, but yeah, I'm going to rest into it. The good, good time of year. Um, I'm, I'm amazed at the creativity of the art and the characters and, and having fun and, and yeah, you can nitpick and you could do all that kind of stuff, but man, just, just, just have fun. Enjoy it. it enjoy it uh, enjoy these stories people put a lot of hard work into these things and and just enjoy it and, and lean into what it is and and, uh, and have a good time i could not have said it better myself uh, so i will not i will not piggyback on anything will said instead i will tell you listeners that we have a great end of the year plan for you We've been talking a lot about our December episodes and we've really enjoyed them. You know, our, our Thor, the dark world commentary was a lot of fun. We did, we ranked every Thor villain in the MCU. That was a lot of fun. If you haven't checked out those episodes, go listen to them. Now they are tons of good times. And I hope you've enjoyed this special Christmassy review today. Next week, we have kind of a a two-parter for you on Christmas morning. We are going to be dropping a very, as guardian christmas 
bonus episode. We're going to be dropping that on the main feed and we're going to have some fun with that. Christmas morning, we're going to give you a Christmas present. Um, So I hope you are ready for that. Maybe after you're done opening up your Christmas presents and spending time with friends, family, whoever, uh, however you're choosing to celebrate that. We hope that you check that little little bonus episode out that's our gift to you but then we're going to be coming back next monday and we're going to be wrapping up an entire year of thor content we are going to go month by month through the year of 2022 and we're going to be breaking down what happened in the world of thor that month what happened in across the bifrost that month we're going to be talking comics mcu movies we're going to be talking about news and headlines and oh it's going to be fantastic and i hope you join us for that year in review we're gonna have a lot of great time we're gonna have a good time just kind of closing out the year we've had a great year uh of of thor stuff i mean will just uh, you know what off the cuff what was your favorite thor thing from this last year and we're probably going to talk about it next week but i just want to know what's your favorite thor thing from this I last have to year meet, like a cool thor artist over the year you know Ooh, yeah. like, I, I got to make make friends with uh marvel stormbreaker who drew thor battling uh hulk and mashed him up with the hulk and had ripping off arms <laughs> hammers through chests kind of thing that was like i love that whole aspect but oh that's, that's Mar- martin Cocola was your was your thor moment yes. of the year yeah, yeah. I'm sure Martin will love to hear that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'll share my favorite moment of the year next week or next week when we talk about our year in review. But just know, everybody, we got a lot. We got a lot of fun stuff to, to talk about. And we've been incredibly Ooh. blessed as a podcast this year. We've gotten to meet a lot of creators. We've gotten to have a lot of fun conversations, a lot of new friends, a lot of old friends have joined us here aboard the Bifrost and until next week, until our special Christmas episode that we drop until our year in review, I want to remind you something we've reminded you for every episode of the show this year. We will never stop reminding you this because I truly believe in it. Every, uh, everywhere you are, whatever you're doing, however you're choosing to celebrate this holiday season, I encourage you with all my heart to do one thing as you go about all of those, you know, those celebrations and, you know, work and hecticness and busyness. Remember one thing, and that is to stay worthy.